Welcome to All The Things with Sarah Jean. This podcast is for you if you're ready to start living the life your soul came here to live, awaken your truth, inner power, unlimited potential, and magic, claim your desires, and intentionally manifest your dream life. The wisdom, tools, perspectives, and inner work I bring forth here are the exact ones that I use to go from being a chronically anxious, mood-swingy, reactive, unfulfilled, validation-seeking person who was numbing her life through binge and emotional eating, Netflix, and social media, and was staying small, living based on other people's terms, to a woman who owns, claims, and feels my worth, enoughness, and inner power. I'm now embodied in inner peace. I choose to walk with fear as I take risks and move toward my dreams and am manifesting and creating the wildly magical, expansive, and fulfilling life, business, and relationship my soul came to this earth to experience. Now, this is not to say that I'm perfect. I wholeheartedly believe that we're all on a journey of evolution, healing, and growth over our entire lifetime meaning there's no end game for this work and uncovering our highest potentials. There's always another level. I absolutely still face moments of doubt, anxiety, stress, sadness, and overwhelm in every human emotion on the spectrum. I just don't let them drive and run my reality anymore. My goal with this show is to let you in on the highs, lows, and in-betweens of every area of my life and how I flow through all the things with the devotion to creating and having my absolute best human adventure. Throughout this episode, I'm inviting you to take what feels like a yes to your soul and give yourself permission to let the rest go. The thoughts, opinions, and perspectives I share here have been uncovered in my life through my own experiences as a white, privileged, straight, able-bodied woman with all five senses. And currently, I do have a partner, but we do not have children yet. While these things influence my experiences and perspectives, I fully believe that every human on the planet has the ability to unlock their truth and highest potential, create inner peace, expansion, and joy, and manifest the lives their souls desire and came here for. If I ever say anything harmful or offensive and you feel called to reach out about it, please do, as I'm open to doing better and appreciate your feedback. And I speak on the show the way that I coach my clients. I'll never say, ask, present, or question anything here that I wouldn't to them. With that, know that my clients pay me to be real with them to shine light on the things they aren't seeing or don't want to look at so they can release and begin to heal what's really holding them back, leading to rapid evolution and transformation. I am so beyond happy to have you here and I'm extremely grateful that I get to do this life by your side. Let's go to the show. Hello, magical souls. Welcome back to the show. If you are listening in real time, I am just getting back from our trip to Puerto Rico. We literally flew in last night and it was my full intention to have this episode done for you prior to that vacation. It didn't happen. I surrendered and now I'm so glad it worked out this way because A, I feel like I have so much to tell you since I've been kind of sort of MIA on social media for the past week. And B, there were a couple of things that happened on that trip that are perfect examples and perfect for context when it comes to today's topics, which is embodying genuine confidence and being genuinely courageous. I'm going to give you my number one top tip for both of these things. And now I have even more awesome examples to do so. So before we go there, let's start with what's making me feel vibey. First, the obvious, I feel so refreshed and so inspired coming off of that Puerto Rico trip. I 10 out of 10 recommend visiting Puerto Rico in your lifetime if travel is something that you love. We went to a little island called Culebra Island. That's actually 
off of the mainland. So it's about an hour ferry ride. And it's usually a day trip for people, but we decided that we wanted to immerse ourselves in the culture of that island. So we did five days there and it's so cool because everybody drives around golf carts or mules. Mules are just like jacked up golf carts. So we rented one for five days. We explored the whole island. It's not very big. There are like, I think they said that there are like 1400 people who live on that island. So it's super small. It is kind of touristy, but not really. Cause again, it's a day trip for a lot of people. So we had the best time driving our golf cart around to all the beaches. The beaches are some of the most beautiful in the entire world. If you follow along on my Instagram story, you can see why we just had the best time together. So I'm feeling super vibey because of that. But on the flip side, I'm also feeling really vibey because I'm back home. Okay. So you guys, if you've been following me for a while, you know that back in, was it October? I launched a mini course called Enriched. And the intention and the idea that inspired me to create this course was the realization that when I go on vacations, when I travel, when I take trips, I look forward to coming home. Whereas once upon a time when I'd go on vacation, I would dread coming home. Those final days of vacation, I would kind of be in a bad mood, low vibes because I'm like, oh, it's our last day and we have to go home. You know, the saying back to reality, well, back to reality. It's always said in such a low vibration. And that totally used to be me, especially in like high school vacations, college vacations, a couple of years after college. And now it's the opposite. And so what I've realized is that I've built a life that I'm so obsessed with that I actually genuinely look forward to coming home and getting back to it. I look forward to going back to work. When I'm on vacation, I miss my work. However, I was very curious and I was just kind of observing the thoughts to see if that would be the case for this trip. Because this was mine and Zach's first trip together, like long trip together in a while. We did Florida but it was kind of a shorter trip. And this is our first like out of country trip together in a long time. He's been working a ton. So we haven't seen a lot of each other. And on top of that, it's Michigan winters. And as you guys know, I'm not a fan of them. Last year I left for the entire winter and I was debating doing that again this year, but I didn't. So I've been here for a lot of the winter point is I was like, I wonder if that's going to be the case. I have a feeling that I might have some resistance around coming home. And I didn't, and I don't, which I'm just so celebrating myself for because it's like, yeah, wow, this is yet again, more evidence and more proof that I have built a life, a day-to-day life that I am so obsessed with that whether I am traveling the world in a different country, exploring new cities with the love of my life, or I'm at home waking up, having my general morning routine, morning coffee and working. I am equally as happy and joyful. And I can say that without a hint of doubt or like what's I'm, I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but you know what I mean? Like I can say that with such certainty that the joy and the expansion I feel today is the exact same energy that I felt three days ago on the beach in Puerto Rico. So I'm feeling super vibey about being back. I feel like another piece of this is that 
the confident and courageous creatrix 2.0 is starting in about a week. And I know I say this with every course, but I mean it when I say it, I have never been so excited for a container to open. This course is going to be so powerful. More and more pieces of wisdom come through for this container every single day. The modules are just like growing so much that we might have to add a couple of more. I am so, so stoked for this course to begin. And also I'm really excited to get back into wedding planning. So that's another thing I'm feeling really vibey about is that I have officially hired a wedding coordinator. So this wedding coordinator is going to be the one who kind of like runs the show on our wedding day and signing up with her and um, hiring her gives me access to this wedding planning system called IO Planner. And so I just got access to that today. I'm going to spend tonight, Friday night, diving in and doing all the backend planning things, which you guys know that I absolutely love. So that's another thing that's making me feel vibey. And then the last thing that's making me feel vibey, this one's kind of a silly one, but I've got to share is I finally, and if you're watching this on YouTube, I finally, you can see this, I got a hydro flask again, and I am feeling so pumped about it. And here's why. So hydration is something that I've kind of been lacking in over the past, I don't know, maybe year. I used to be really, really great at getting all of my water intake in, and it's just been a struggle for whatever reason the past year. And I did get at one point, and I shared out my stories, this glass water bottle with like the, um, the measure tracker. I don't know what you want to call it. And I did love that water bottle. However, I noticed that the quality wasn't the greatest. So first of all, it's glass. My first one shattered. Um, the second one, like the top broke and it started leaking. So I had to throw it away. And once I did that, I didn't order another one. And so recently my coach, my business coach, she's been talking about how the best way to scale your business is to look at what's worked and do it again. And I'm like, I wonder if I could apply that to hydration. Let me look back in my life because I used to slay at getting my water intake in. So when I did that, what was working? And as I observed back on my journey of health and wellness and being hydrated and drinking a lot of water, I was like, the thing that has always worked is having a 32 ounce, specifically a 32 ounce hydro flask with the cap that has a straw. Whenever I have this water bottle, I'm drinking so much water. The straw makes all the difference because I can literally just set this water bottle right in front of me and it's right next to my mouth as I work all day. So sipping is just habitual. For me, the 32 ounce works because it's not like too big where it's tough to, you know, bring with me places but it's also not too small. Whereas like I have this other water bottle I love that's like a 16 ounce and it's just so annoying having to fill it up a billion times a day. So I'm feeling super vibey about ordering this. I had it ready for me when I got home to Puerto Rico and already I've already finished one, which is so much more water than, I, than I'd usually have drank at this point. So I'm super stoked about that. So here's your inspiration to drink some water. As you're listening to this, go get a glass of water, take a sip of your water bottle, because we all know how important hydration is. All right. So that is what I'm feeling vibey about. Let's dive into today's topic. So first and foremost, let's talk about why we're talking today about genuine confidence and courage. And if you don't know what I mean, when I say genuine, go to my Instagram. I'm pretty sure, did I pin it? 
I think I might've pinned it. If not scroll back to the last time I went live because we talked about what I mean when I say genuine confidence and courage, in my opinion, you can fake confidence and you can force courage. And while those things can be helpful, they can create some good things for you temporarily. They aren't sustainable. And if you learn how to embody genuine confidence and courage, you're going to get so much further and you're going to notice such a difference in how you feel about your dream life than if you were to fake the confidence and force the courage for the rest of your life. In my opinion, doing that actually leads to burnout and has us take like a billion steps back. I've been there. So when I first started my business, I would fake confidence. I would force courage. Doing so ended up in me burning out, quitting my business for a while. I took a billion steps back as I started to dive into my inner world and started the inner work, which is okay. It all happened in divine timing. And I just really believe in my opinion, there's something to be said about realizing and understanding what the genuine confidence encourages. So the reason we're talking about these is because in my opinion, these two energies are so necessary to bring forth and to uncover. And I say uncover because these energies are already in you, your soul. The truth of who you are is pure confidence and courage. It's in you right now. It's just a matter of uncovering that part of you so that you can let that part of you drive your life and like drive the driver's seat in the driver's seat of your life. Because right now it's probably in the backseat and what's driving is more than likely doubt and insecurity. So as you uncover this part of you, it's going to start to take control and run the show, which is what we want. So in order to bring forth the life that you dream of, in my opinion, these two energies are two of the most important ones to master. I want you to think about what you want out of life. So think about your dreams and your desires, what you want for yourself, what you want for your loved ones, what you want to experience in this lifetime. Think of what you want. Maybe it's your own business. Maybe it's an abundance of money, a healthy, radiant body, a soulmate. Maybe you desire your dream partner to spend the rest of your life with. Think of the things you want. Now, I want you to ask yourself the question, what frequency do these things vibrate at? And so when I just thinking of the examples I just gave a business, abundance of money, healthy, radiant body, a soulmate, a partner to spend life with, do those things vibrate at the frequency of insecurity, fear, doubt? No. When you think of the version of you who owns their own business, who has an abundance of money who has a healthy, radiant body, who has a soulmate, who has a beautiful relationship with the love of your life, is that version of you insecure and fearful and doubtful and hiding and frozen by doubt and fear? No. The version of you who has the business and the money and the radiant, healthy body and the partner is confident courageous, takes action steps toward his or her or their dreams every single day. 
And you guys, if you've been in my world for a while now, you know enough to know that in order to manifest your dream life, you've got to embody the frequency first and then the thing comes. If you, now going back to what I started by talking about, if you fake confidence and you force courage in order to get the thing, what's going to happen is you're going to get the thing and you're not going to feel the feelings that you desire to feel. So, and her vibe is pretty. We did multiple episodes about this, but it's not a when then game. It's not when I have the business and when I have the money and when I have the body and when I have the partner, then I'll be confident. Then I'll be courageous. No, it's embody the feelings first and then the things come. And, and again, you can absolutely get the things by forcing your way there, by faking confidence and forcing courage until you get the thing, but it's going to be so hard to hold on to. It's not going to be sustainable. Because in order to sustainably hold on to something, you've got to have a full body vibration behind that thing. So this is why a lot of people can't hold money. This is why in the world of the lottery, you hear these stories about there's like a huge percentage of people who win the lottery, they lose all the money. Why? Because they're not actually an energetic match to that amount of money. Vibrationally, they don't know how to hold that much money. So they boom, get the money, but they're not an energetic match for it. So they lose it. If you can become an energetic match for the things first. So again, energetic match of the business, the money, the healthy, radiant body, the partner, all the things you desire, the energetic match for that is a genuinely confident and courageous being. If you can become that match first, not only are you going to accelerate getting the things but you're going to be able to actually hold on to them. So again, when I faked the confidence and forced the courage, I got the business success temporarily, but I couldn't hold it. I couldn't sustain it because I wasn't actually a vibration of confidence and courage. And I could get into way more details about that, but in this episode, for time's sake, I won't. So this is why it is so important to understand what genuine confidence and courage are and to uncover them. So today I want to give you my top tips for both of these. I'm going to give you my number one tip on becoming an embodiment of confidence and being genuinely courageous. So we're first going to start with the confidence piece. So my number one tip, and you might've heard me say this before, but I'm going to go into more detail today. My number one tip for embodying confidence, for genuinely being a confident person is to become the kind of person whose actions, inner peace, and confidence is not dependent on what other people think. So this is my number one tip because for me, when I finally figured out how to be the woman whose actions aren't dependent on what other people are going to think of me, whose inner peace wasn't dependent, isn't dependent on what other people are thinking of me, and whose confidence isn't dependent on anything outside of myself. I'm confident no matter what people are saying, no matter what people are thinking, no matter what my external world looks like, I'm confident because my confidence isn't dependent. It's created internally, intentionally. So when I started being that woman, 
confidence was just a byproduct. It just became who I was, who I am. So I want to go into this a bit because the survival mind really, really plays a role here. When I think about confidence in general, one of the main reasons now there is another reason that we don't feel confident. Like if you don't feel good about yourself and you just like have all of these negative thoughts about yourself, of course, that can create you not being confident. That's like one of the main reasons. And that one specifically, we're going to dive way deeper into in the Confident and Courageous Creatrix 2.0. However, the other main reason that I found that we aren't confident is because we're so afraid of what other people are going to think. It's like, well, no, I can't be confident wearing this because what if they judge me? Or no, I don't have confidence following my dreams because what if I'm shamed? What if I'm judged? What are they going to think about me? And what I want to shine light on is the truth that, of course, of course, it's so hard for you to be the kind of person whose actions, inner peace, and confidence aren't dependent on what other people think because you have a survival mind. You have this reptilian brain that runs your life until it doesn't. And when I say until it doesn't, What I mean by that is until you actually take control of it and stop letting it. So you have the survival mind and it's running your show. And this survival mind is designed to fit in and to get others to like us. Because once upon a time when there were the very first humans on this earth, this reptilian brain, this survival mind was necessary for survival. So the first people, I want you just to imagine that this earth is pretty much empty and there are like a handful of humans on this earth. They don't have shelter. They don't have food. They don't have water. Like they're figuring out just how to survive. That was the first task on earth. The first humans, that's all they had to do was let's figure out how to survive and not die. And in order to do that, they needed to be in groups and communities of people. So let's say I'm just, I don't know why I'm thinking of the number five. Let's say that there are five humans on earth, the five first humans on earth. They were all working together to survive. One of them is building shelter. One of them is mastering how to hunt. One of them is figuring out like what water is clean to drink or finding the water, fetching the water. If all of a sudden you were one of those five people, if all of a sudden four people in the group decided that they don't like you and they kicked you out of the group, that meant you're probably not going to survive, right? Because you now don't have your team. You are on your own, fending for yourself, figuring out what to eat, how to eat, how to kill things to eat, shelter, like you're, you're doing it all by yourself. And that is a lot more challenging than working with a team to survive. So our brains were wired from the get-go to have everybody like us in order, like our, our survival minds think that everybody has to like us in order to survive. That's how the first humans were. And that genetically and physically and biologically has been passed down over time. But what we get to realize now is that this isn't necessary for survival anymore. Having everybody like us, yes, was absolutely necessary when we were the first humans on earth, 
We needed that because if not, your life was being threatened legitimately. But now that's not the case anymore. We are fortunate enough to be living in times where we've got houses, we've got vehicles, we've got grocery stores and access to food. And again, I know that there are the nuances. I know that this is a very privileged thing to say. And if you are listening to this episode, I'm going to guess that you have access to food and shelter and clean water. So you don't need to be liked by everybody in the world in order to survive anymore. Something that I like to bring in here is the quote. I don't know who first said it, but it's just like the idea that you could have the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, and there's still going to be somebody who doesn't like peaches. So what this quote really encompasses is the truth that not everybody is going to like you. Not everybody is going to approve of what you do, of what you wear, of what you say, of the actions that you take, of what you create and choose for yourself in your life. It's literally impossible to have everybody like you and your choices and approve of your actions. It's literally impossible. And guess what? It's okay. Because again, you're not going to die because of it. Like if somebody doesn't like what you do or what you say or what you choose, you're going to be okay. Like that's really what has helped me. Like one of the, again, this is like the main tip, the main piece that has helped me be the woman whose actions and her peace and confidence isn't dependent on others is realizing that, whoa, I'm going to be okay. If somebody doesn't like me, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to survive. And not only am I going to survive, but I'm going to end up thriving because if somebody doesn't like me or like a choice that I make, or they don't approve, will it hurt temporarily? Probably again, we're human and we do have feelings, right? It might temporarily hurt my feelings, but I'm going to end up thriving because I chose what I wanted to do. What was best for me rather than what they thought that I should do. So even though them not liking me or disapproving of my choice at first might be a little hurtful, I'm going to end up thriving because I'm choosing the thing that I desire to do. So again, it makes sense why we struggle with this and in, in like, you know, wanting everybody to like us and really letting our actions and how we feel and our peace and our confidence be determined by other people because we're being ran by their survival minds. But I'm here to tell you that you don't need to play that game anymore. Like you don't, you just don't. And I, again, it's easier said than done. And that's why I create these courses, these portals to really walk you through this process step-by-step step to become this person. But it's the truth that you don't have to be ran by this survival part of you anymore. That so badly wants to be liked and loved by everybody. And the moment that you say enough is enough, and I'm not going to let this part of me control me anymore, that is when the doors open, the floodgates open for your inner confidence to come through. So I want to give an example. Now, this is an example of like confidence with what you wear, but know that all of this applies to literally every single area of my life where I embody confidence, my business, my relationship my friendships out in public, 
but this example is fresh because it just happened in Puerto Rico. So I want to share it. So I wore for the first time ever a new to me style of bathing suit when we were in Puerto Rico. Our last day there, we went to this beach and I brought this bathing suit. I hadn't worn it yet. And again, it's a new style to me. So to be just super transparent with you guys, it's one of those bathing suits that covers pretty much none of my ass. Like my whole booty is out and I've never wore this kind of suit before. I've always seen them, but I've, and you know what? It's funny though, because when I have seen them on other women, I thought to myself how great they look and how, um, like they don't look abnormal, even though it's not the normal style yet in America, it is in other countries. And I know that for certain, and we'll talk about that in a second. It's not here yet. However, I have seen them worn here and I think nothing of it when I see them. So I have this bathing suit. I decide to wear it and the moment I put it on and I looked at my butt, my pretty much bare butt in this suit, the thoughts came flooding in from the survival mind, the thoughts of fear and of people potentially judging me thoughts came in. Like what will other people think? Will they judge me? Are they going to think that I'm just wearing this because I want attention? Are they going to stare at me? I heard a couple thoughts when I was wearing it on the beach of, are they looking at me? So it's really important to note that these thoughts that create insecurity and doubt and fear. And we'll get in this, the, the fear part, at least a little deeper when we start talking about courage, they're not going away. However, now being the kind of person whose choices on what to wear are not dependent on what other people think, whose confidence in what I'm wearing is not dependent on what other people think. It's like, it's not like the thoughts aren't still there. However, I now use my tools to bring forth my inner confidence to rock what I'm going to wear. So the thoughts are still there, but the difference is that now I have these tools to tap back in to my inner confidence to rock this bathing suit or to rock whatever outfit choice I'm making. Or again, extending it beyond this example the thoughts of doubt and what if they judge me and insecurity are still there when I'm making moves in my business, when I'm promoting a new course or a new offering, when I'm selling my services, but I don't let them control me anymore because I'm no longer the person whose actions are dependent on other people's thoughts or what they're thinking or, you know, what they're talking about. So going back to this current example, I heard the thoughts and immediately I started practicing my tools to bring forth the inner confidence so that I could go rock this bathing suit on the beach on our last day of vacation with confidence. So the first thing that I did, so I'm going to teach you two, two tools today. And if you're vibing with them, I'm going to teach a ton more in the confident and courageous creatrix 2.0. However, these are the two tools that I use that really, really helped me in this specific situation. So the first one was dropping back into why I wanted to wear the suit for me. So the first tool and a tool that is so helpful in being this person whose confidence isn't dependent on what other people are thinking is to drop back into why you want to do this thing for you. Why do you want to wear the suit for you? The bathing suit for you? 
Why do you want to wear the outfit for you? Why do you want to start the business for you? Why do you want to ask the person on a date for you? The thing that you want to have and want to feel genuine confidence around, but you don't because you're nervous about what other people are going to think. I want you to think of that thing right now and ask yourself the question, why do I want to do this for me? There's this quote that I've actually never applied to this before, but it's coming in. When the why is strong, the how is easy. So when the why behind why I want to wear this bathing suit is deep, when I'm connected to it, the how, how do I rock this bathing suit with confidence becomes easy. So first thing I did was I dropped back in. In this situation, I thought this bathing suit was so cute. I do think it's so cute. I love the color. It's like a bright yellow. It's the color that I don't often wear. I don't wear a lot of colors. I wear a lot of neutrals, but this color was so fun. It's so beachy. I love the way that my body looked in this bathing suit when I put it on. I personally loved how it looked on me. And even though this is kind of like a for me, for you kind of thing, because this extends why it's for me, but I guess it is sort of kind of this reason is for me too. I loved that my fiance loved it. And of course, right? Like, of course he did, but he loved this suit. And not only did he love that it pretty much shows my entire ass, but he also loves the color. And so I loved that. Like it made me feel so giddy and happy and like, kind of like flirty. It brings me back to like, you know, those flirty, passionate vibes that him and I have and have continued to keep sparked in different ways in our relationship this being a perfect example of one. So I love that it brought like that fun, that flirty, that desire energy out in him, which totally brought it out in me as well. It was like a two-way street. So I started by dropping why I wanted to wear it for me. When I have the suit on, I feel free. I feel light. I feel just so alive If you, I don't know if you guys have ever skinny dipped before, but it's like, so it feels so freeing to skinny dip. And while this isn't skinny dipping, it gets kind of close to it, right? It gets closer because the suit is not a lot of a suit. It covers what it needs to cover. And so it felt very freeing and like a very frolicky, frolicky energy when wearing it. So dropping back into the, for me, really reminded me of why I'm choosing to wear this suit and also help me bring forth the inner confidence to do so. Because yes, this is for me. Now, the second tool that I use is called the people who tool. I am so excited. So again, we're going to drop even deeper into the people who tool in Creatrix 2.0. But the people who tool is to go back to your original fears and your original thoughts And I want you to ask yourself people who at the end of everyone. So for this example, let's go back to my original fears and doubts and insecurities that came up when I first put the suit on when we were still in our hotel or not our hotel room, our Airbnb. So the thoughts were, what will other people think? People who? (laughs) People who? Let's go on to the next question to give you some more context. Will they judge me? People who, the people who judge me, yeah, they will. The people who don't judge me, nope, they won't. Will they think I want attention? People who, 
The people who think I want attention, yeah, they will. The people who don't think I want attention, no. <laughs> like there are going to be some people probably that think that I'm wearing this because I want attention. Okay. But people who, there are also going to be people who don't think anything of it. It's like, it's me when I'm looking at other girls on the beach who are wearing this type of a suit, or when I'm looking at a guy who is wearing, or a person who is wearing a Speedo or, you know, something very minimal on the beach. Do I look at them and say, oh, they're only wearing that because they want attention? No, I personally don't. I absolutely love watching people rock bathing suits on the beach. It's so, I don't know. It's an expander for me. It makes me so happy to see people rocking their suits on the beach. So there are also going to be people who don't think anything of it. Are they looking at me? People who? The people who are looking? Yeah. The people who aren't? No. And it sounds kind of silly, but it just really, the people who tool reminds you that you can't control what other people think. And there are going to be people who are going to judge me. And there are also going to be people who aren't. And neither one of those things are any of my business. And they're also not things that I can control. I love to use this example. I use it a lot in my business mastermind with my mastermind clients when it comes to their businesses. Are people under, are people going to understand this post that I post people who the people who get it? Yeah. And those are your people and the people who don't know, and maybe they'll hang around or maybe they'll leave, but it's okay because they're not your people. They're not your soulmate clients right now. It's just the people who tools really getting our survival minds to realize that, whoa, yeah, like I can't control how people think of me. I'm never going to make everybody happy. You can have the ripest, juiciest peach in the world. There's still going to be somebody who doesn't like peaches. So this goes into what I was, um, the comment I had made earlier about America. It's like this bathing suit that I chose to wear. I have a friend who is married to a man from Brazil. And she told me the story that the first time she ever went to Brazil with him, they went to the beach and she put on her suit that covered her booty. It's just like, you know, a classic suit. And he looked at it and he's like, what are you wearing? What is this? <laughs> like, is this underwear? Is this a suit? What is this? She's like, what do you mean? It's my bathing suit. And he's like, no, let's go. So he took her to the store and he bought her a suit that shows her cheeks because that's in like, of course, with permission, right? He didn't force her to wear this suit. It was just like a kind of a funny thing. Like, oh my gosh, that's what Americans wear on the beach. Like, no, 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 no. In Brazil, we wear Speedos. We wear suits that go up your butt. Like everybody's cheeks are out. Like we're all frolicking pretty much naked on the beach. This is just what we do in our culture. And she loved it. And so she got a bathing suit and she's never went back. And it's just, it goes to show that it's like the thoughts of the survival mind. When I put on the suit, were so based on this belief that was created by the country that I'm living in. Because if I were to take that suit to another beach in Brazil, it would be considered normal. And actually abnormal would be the flip side. So this kind of extends it into this piece of the story that we tell about the things we have insecurity around in the people who. Another thing that I really like to take my clients into when they have thoughts of, you know, insecurity or, or doubt, I actually think I, I talked about this. I can't remember what episode I talked about it on, but it's like the example I use a lot is acne. It's like whoever decided that bumps 
on your face that are red aren't attractive. And like, if everybody were born with acne and we all had acne our entire lives, it would actually be seen as common. And even the models would have it on their face. So it's like, what's the story? Where did the story come from? Does that story feel good for you or does it not? Because if the story doesn't feel good for you, it's not your truth. It is simply a story. So with these two pieces of dropping into why I wanted to wear the suit, asking myself people who, reminding myself that, that, yeah, there are going to be some people who judge me and that's none of my business. And also guess what? That's not going to affect me because if I'm on this beach and there are people who are judging me for wearing the suit, guess what? I'm never going to know. I'm never going to know. I don't know these people. I'm never going to know. And I'm never going to see them again. So I will choose to wear this suit because I feel good in it because I want to wear it because it feels freeing for me. And I know, obviously I'm taking a long time to explain this, but actually doing this in the moment took a couple of minutes. I put the suit on, we left. And again, the thoughts came up when I took my clothes off at the beach and I just got to take myself back through these tools, lead myself through these thoughts and frolic and prance around the beach. Like I freaking own the place. And we had the best day. Well, if Zach ever listens to this, he'll be like, eh, questionable because we actually, on this day, we ended up going to um, these natural pools and a wave came through and like knocked him over and he got a little injured, but he's like, okay, now, anywho, we, overall, it was a good day. And like, we enjoyed the beach. So going back, taking this full, full circle to my number one tip for being genuinely confident, it's figure out how to become the person whose actions, choices, decisions, inner peace and confidence isn't dependent on others. When you take those things into your own hands and you decide my actions, how I feel, my choices, what I choose to wear, what I choose to do in life and my confidence all comes from my soul, from my heart's desires. And that's that. Boom. You've uncovered that genuine confidence. So again, these are a couple of my top tools try them on, apply them, come back to your why, ask yourself people who explore the stories. And I know for a fact that that's going to get you far when it comes to embodying that genuine confidence. And if you desire more, if you really desire this guidance on being that person, the confident and courageous creatrix 2.0 is for you because I'm going to go into even more tools and really get into the deep details of the how to be this person. All right, let's move on to courage. So my number one tip for being genuinely courageous. Now, I want to mention that confidence and courage, they go hand in hand because they lead to each other. So confidence leads to courage and courage being courageous over and over and over again leads to confidence. So the two go hand in hand, which is why I'm talking about them at the same time. And which is why I have an entire container and program on these two energies specifically, because they really do work together and they apply to the same things just in different ways. So with courage, my number one tip for being genuinely courageous and brave, brave is another really good word to use here is to learn how to walk with the fear that you experience. 
So for this context, I want you to think of something that like an action you desire to take. So what's something you want in life that you know that, of course, you've got to take some action toward creating it because we do live in a material world. But in order to take that action, you need that courage. And again, you can force the courage and do it and it might work temporarily, but you're probably not going to be able to sustain or hold the thing that you desire. If you can embody that genuine courage, you're going to get the thing. You're going to manifest the thing. And also you're going to be able to hold it, sustain it and scale it or evolve it, grow it. So when you have something you desire and you know that you need that courage to take steps toward creating that thing, it is so important that you know how to walk with fear because again, the survival mind is what it is. It creates fear. The fear is never leaving. Fear is never leaving. So it's all about learning how to walk with the fear as you go after the things that you desire in your life. If you can learn how to walk with the fear, you are golden. You are an embodiment of courage. You are an embodiment of what it means to be brave. So I want to go into a couple of things that I've heard and I kind of sort of agree with, but like, I just want to talk about them because I think that there's some problems with them as well. So the one quote is feel the fear and do it anyway. Now, while I agree with that, I also feel like with feel the fear and do it anyway, what I've noticed, especially as of the past few months in my private clients, we've been to having this conversation a lot and same within my vortex mastermind is feel the fear and do it anyway. It's like, you've got to actually feel the fear and work with the fear. I feel like a lot of people will take that quote of feel the fear and do it anyway. And they'll be like, yeah, feel the fear, do it anyway. And they'll be riddled with fear and they'll do it anyway while they're super riddled with fear. And that's like forcing that courage. Because if you're not actually taking the time to feel the fear, to sit with the fear, to talk to the fear, explore the fear and have this beautiful relationship with the fear, you're just an embodiment of fear, forcing yourself into an action. And again, that's when it becomes unsustainable because eventually that fear is going to overtake you and lead you to a place of burnout or like not even wanting the thing anymore. The other quote that I've heard is like, you know, fuck fear or give fear the middle finger, you know, say effort to fear. And I've heard some, some people that I actually really admire say this, but in my opinion, you can't just say fuck the fear and ignore it because you're going to suppress it. If you do that, you've got to actually, again, feel it, see it, work with it before you take the action or else you're going to suppress it. And again, it will control you. So if you like feel the fear and you do it anyway, or you give fear the middle finger, or you say F fear, and you just kind of like ignore it and push it aside and just take that action. That's a very masculine way of doing things. And this opens up a can of worms talking about the wounded masculine conversation. Like you can force your way into anything, but like the the question I always come back to is, God, if, if I need to force myself into creating the things that I want and I need to hustle and work really hard in the material realm to have the things, and I don't enjoy the process, the process feels really cringy and contracting in my body. Is it even worth it? 
to me, the answer to that is no. So if you just, you know, have this fear here, you don't know how to walk with it. You don't genuinely know how to have a relationship with it or feel it to process it. It will end up controlling you. It will end up taking over and you'll be popped back to square one or you'll burn your business down like I did, or you'll self-sabotage, whatever the thing is, because you're like, this just, it feels too heavy. It feels too contracting in my body. I can't keep faking and forcing this courage. It's hard. So learning how to walk with the fear and have this beautiful divine relationship to it is your key to embodied courage. Because again, like I said in the last example, and like I gave you actually a couple of examples outside of the swimsuit example, fears still come up every time I'm taking a courageous action in any way, shape, or form, whether that's in my business or with my clients or with an outfit or trying something new or being social. Because if you know me, you know that, well, actually a lot of people are very surprised by this, but I think I've talked about it before. Innately, I am more introverted. So being social, like with people that I'm like with you guys on podcasts, on stories, I, I love it. Like I love connecting. I love, you know, it's very easy for me to open up and get super deep and in social settings with strangers or people I don't know, it's been a journey for me to really get to the point of being courageous and confident in those social settings. And so to this day, the fears will still come up around that. And again, it's a learning to walk with the fear, to see the fear, meet the fear, love the fear, have this beautiful divine relationship to the fear that has allowed me to tap into that genuine confidence and courage and move forth with my life in every single area to create the life of my dreams. I've done it and I'm continuing to do it because journey of evolution and growth over an entire lifetime. So my number one tip for embodying that genuine courage and like taking courage from a place of F yes, I am brave. I am courageous. I am strong. I've got this in order to get to that point where you feel that energy flooding your body and you take action from there. You've got to learn how to walk with the fear and have a beautiful relationship with it. And again, I'm going to teach you how in the Confident and Courageous Creatrix 2.0. And I want to leave you with a piece that will help you right now, whether you join this course with us or not, which is just start exploring it. So this kind of goes back to what I was giving, for example, in the confidence example, listen to the thoughts that you have, the fearful thoughts that are active for you, and just start to explore them. Are these thoughts ultimately true? Are these thoughts mine? AKA, were these thoughts created by a parent or an ancestor? Like with this specific example that I'm working with, did my mom think this way about this thing? So maybe, maybe you desire to start a business or be an entrepreneur and you have all these fearful thoughts coming up. Maybe like look back to your upbringing. Are those fearful thoughts around entrepreneurship? Are they even yours? Or did they come from a parent who implied that you've got to get a safe and steady, quote unquote, safe, safe's an illusion. You've got to get a safe and steady job in order to, you know, whatever, keep a roof over your head or food in the fridge or money in the bank. 
did you have a parent who maybe tried to be an entrepreneur, but failed? And that created all these fearful thoughts for you around entrepreneurship, just because it's their story doesn't mean that it's got to be yours just because your parents or guardians or whoever raised you had these steady paying jobs their entire life doesn't mean that that has to be your reality too. So it's like exploring those fearful thoughts. Are they true? Are they, are they yours? And another one that we'll go deeper into, into this portal, but again, just giving you something to work with for now is diving into that fearful thought, like worst case scenario, what if it does happen? Like, what if that fearful thought does come to fruition, then what? It's coming back to the truth and realizing, like letting your survival mind realize that, oh my gosh, even if this deep fear around this thing does come true, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to survive. It's like, we really just have to train these survival minds to realize that we don't need them to run the show anymore. Because even if the fears come to fruition, we're going to survive. We're going to stay alive and eventually we're going to be okay. And again, a whole nother module topic in the course is failing forward and learning how to work with failure because it's important to realize that damn failure and our fears actually coming to fruition can be so powerful because our greatest lessons are wrapped up within it. Okay, we're going to start to wrap this up because I feel so many different cans of worms opening right now. And Zach and I are about to go sign up for a new gym and um, work out and hit the sauna. So I got to wrap this. However, if you're vibing, if you want to continue down this path of embodying confidence and courage, being the person whose confidence and courage is not dependent on what other people think being the person. So another, uh, um, like visual I love to see is the fear and the doubt can keep us so frozen. And for me, it kept me frozen for a long time. Not only did it keep me frozen in taking action, but even when I started taking action, faking confidence, forcing courage, it kept me frozen on the inside. And I've learned since how to thaw out that frozenness. So I'm really seeing like an ice cube. I was an ice cube on the inside, frozen by doubt, by fear. I've learned how to thaw it out. And as I've thought it out, my confidence and courage has started to flow through me again. So if you feel like you are frozen by doubt, by fear, by insecurity, and you're ready to thaw it out so that your confidence, your courage can come forth, the confident and courageous creatrix 2.0 is for you. If you're listening to this in real time, we start in a week and a day. So March 25th. However, if you're listening to this after there is a chance that you still can join. So be sure to message me. However, if you're listening in real time, know that the pre-sale is ending on Sunday. So if you want that pre-sale abundance discount, make sure that you enroll before I think it ends on Sunday at midnight. So just enroll before Monday, if you're feeling called to it, it's going to be so freaking powerful You can go read stories from women who were in it in 1.0 last year. So powerful. I was thinking about the results this morning and thinking about the fact that, and I think I shared a couple of these on last week's episode, but I I shared the one about um, my client who ended up selling her house, buying a van, starting to facilitate breathwork at VanFest, 
based, like, like coming out of Creatrix 1.0 and also the client who is now starting her business in copywriting. There have been two more people I thought of. So one client who was in Creatrix 1.0, she is now getting her yoga teacher training certification and starting that business. She's doing that simultaneously with the job that she has now, but she's taking action toward that dream of hers. And then there's also another one who is currently in the Confident and Courageous Creatrix 1.0. She's also coming back for 2.0 and she too is now starting her dream business. So even though this course is very attractive for a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. Like if you have a desire and you're like, okay, I have this desire. I know I've got to vibrate on the frequency of confidence and courage in order to manifest it and hold it. This portal is for you. And I will say that if you are an aspiring entrepreneur or if you are an entrepreneur, this portal is going to be an absolute acceleration for you and your business and like actually taking the action to get it freaking going. So you can read about, that's where I was going with this. You can read about those testimonials on um, the page for 1.0, which I'll link in the show notes. If you scroll down to the bottom, you can see a couple of videos from past clients and also like a couple of written testimonials that a couple of clients did. And if you have any questions about the portal in general, please, please, please message me. I'm so here to answer all of your questions and to help you figure out if this is the next best move for you with where you're at in your life right now. You're going to have at least one year access to this portal. So while coming in this round, you're going to choose something specific to work toward and manifest. Um, you're going to have access to this for at least a year. More than likely, it'll be lifetime access. I'm still sitting with a couple back on things, but you're going to be able to go through it over and over and over again for the next year to really take these lessons and these tools and this wisdom deeper and deeper. So if you're feeling called to it, we would love to have you. There are 11 souls as of now in this container, and it's going to be just a total transmission portal. I cannot wait. All right. So that is it for today's episode. If you loved it, I would love to hear, send me a DM. Let me know your greatest takeaways, apply everything that I suggested today and watch your life change. All right. I love you guys. And I will talk to you next week in the next episode of all the things with Sarah Jean. Bye. And that concludes today's show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are listening before May 1st of 2023, be sure to leave a rating and a review to be entered into a giveaway for a grand prize of an entire whole ass course or portal with me, a very vibey journal, and also a piece of merch from my up and coming merchandise line. This giveaway is valued at over $1,300. So it's one that you don't want to miss out on. Again, leave a rating and a review below, whether you're listening on Apple podcast or Spotify, or if you're listening somewhere else, I'll give you another way to enter into this giveaway. Just DM me. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.